Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. In the loo. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. How's it going? over there. Good. Yeah. My face hurts because I have had a reaction to... It's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you, you have a drum roll a sound effect over there? <laughs> Shoot. I probably do. <laughs> And I need to be more prepared. Girls got <laughs> jokes. Mom jokes. Ready? It's killing me. <laughs> oh, that's not. Oh. <laughs> oh, wrong one. Yeah. That's, dr- <laughs> that's drum roll and then there's drum joke. Oh. What does that even mean? That one. That's the one I should have done. <laughs> okay. I couldn't hear it, but okay. <laughs> oh, you can't? No. Oh. Oh, Sorry, gosh, listeners. Preview mode. That's why. Oh. Uh, you didn't hear the first one either? No. Ah, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear your joke, though. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Don't worry. Thanks. Um. Anyway, what's going on? Not a whole lot, actually. Been qu- kind of quiet around here. Uh, been painting. Mm-hmm. Well, my basement, yeah. not my house. So it looks nice in the picture you sent me yesterday. I am excited about it because I don't really hang out down there and I want to because yeah. I have bachelor people come over every batch like bachelor show people, not like bachelors. But <laughs> <laughs> um my friends come over every Monday and watch The Bachelor when it's on, and we always sit in the living room, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like Grand Central Station, uh-huh, you know, like uh-huh. the kids come down to get a snack or they do whatever. And it's like, mom, hey, and they try to eat our snacks and all. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> it's just like I went over to another friend's house. We we like switched up houses and then we like went in their basement and I was like, oh, this is kind of nice because there's uh-huh, nobody's uh-huh. coming down here. There's no reason for them to come down here because we're using it. So I was like, Emery, we need to like make our basement a little bit nicer so that I can be like a batch cave. Yeah, all cute. <laughs> and anyway, mom it, jokes all yes. day. She's here all day. Be here all day. <laughs> um, but it's just basically because we got rid of our furniture because it was old, so we need new furniture. And the kids play down there all the time. Like I uh-huh. literally play kickball, and so there's marks on the ceiling, on the walls, from like when shoes or balls hit it. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm painting it, and nobody's allowed to play down here anymore. Oh, I just got so much less fun for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah. You anyway. know what I was thinking about the other day? How I feel like you talk about shows that you watch a lot on here. Mm-hmm. And like you watch The Bachelor and you watch like, you know, 2020 or Dateline or whatever, like your shows. And I never, I don't think anybody knows, well, you know, but how I am super obsessed with trash reality television. <laughs> like, oh, because people will write me and be like, oh, my gosh, did you watch this documentary, this crime documentary and blah, blah. It's like, I don't watch that stuff for fun. Like, I don't watch 2020. I don't watch Dateline. Mm. I watch Snapped every now and then. Right. But, like, I watch really crappy reality TV. Not even good reality TV. Like, super crappy stuff. Like, Teen Mom. <laughs> I love it. I love Teen Mom. I love Barbara and Janelle and like, 
They are I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh. They live in North Carolina. Oh. She's a teen mom. And her mom is hysterically funny. I love teen mom. I like sister wives and seeking sister wives. Well, you got me into seeking sister wives, so I'll watch that now. Yeah. But. I watch all of the crappy ones. Like I can't mm. even think like the real housewives of the OC. Yeah. <laughs> And Beverly Hills. I like that one, too. <laughs> There's one. Isn't there like a Salt Lake City, Utah one, too? I don't know. I don't watch that one. I only watch the California ones because they're mm-hmm. the trashiest. No. Okay. <laughs> well, Makes that's sense. not true. Probably New, New York is probably the worst, but I don't watch it. I, but I like I like stupid shows, and that's what I watch. And it makes me happy. I like the Kardashians. <laughs> but you don't gonna- watch Bachelor. No, I don't. So I do like Survivor. Mm-hmm. I like that one. No, I would like it. It's just maybe Bachelor's not crappy enough. Maybe is it just too mainstream? <laughs> I don't know. I tried to get into it when it first came out, and then a couple more times, I feel like I was like, I'll give it a try. And I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not really. Tra- well, it can I think be because it's, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Is what I feel like. So it's like if you've seen one season you've kind of seen them all because well, like- that is true except there's some like awful people that it's a terrible show I don't yeah. actually like it I oh. I literally I well I mean to an extent I do but I would not watch it if my friends weren't coming over you know like it's kind of it's like a reason for us to get together we, we right. joke the other day about how it's like a book club for us <clears throat> right this is what we do we get together we talk about we pause it and we're like can you believe yeah, <laughs> really? Oh my gosh, that's funny. So, so the something was wrong, which is a podcast that we listen to both of us. Mm-hmm. She is doing her new season and it's about Holly Madison, who was a playboy, who was Hefner's one of his girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And she was on a show called The Girls Next Door. Mm-hmm. Watched it. Watched every episode of it when it was out. <laughs> I literally did. You're gonna know exactly what's all the seasons. Yes, I know. And so when it when she said when she announced that her next season was gonna be Holly Madison, I was like, love Holly, no Holly, love Holly, watch Holly. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good. Okay, so that's gonna be her next season. Sorry, now that I'm moving on to that. Yeah, there's episodes out. Oh, are there? Because I thought she was going to be alternating between a whole season of one story and then the next season was supposed to be random stories. Oh, good. <laughs> maybe. So maybe it was just one episode, but it was – it anyway, it's out oh, okay. and it's Holly. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I'll have mm-hmm. to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So there's that. I'm obsessed with crappy TV shows. <laughs> I don't watch crime for fun. <laughs> That's funny. So funny. It is. I do laundry and I watch the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it brings me joy. Well, good for you. <laughs> I love, I mean, I don't, I don't, watch what you want to watch. I watch a ton of TV. Ton. Yes. Way more than anybody <laughs> ever. I'm watching said. The White Lotus. So you didn't give up on it? No, I'm in the second season. Oh, wait, you found out who was in the second season, I think, and then like decided to keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I like that guy. I think yeah. he's cutie. Cutie patootie, Theo James. I I thought it was a good show. Like it's really weird. It's weird, but it's good. Yeah, it's gonna make me think about every time I'm in a hotel. I feel like I'm gonna be like, 
what's your story, person? Mm-hmm. Just All make that. them up. Yeah. Be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go on vacation. I, I think that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> we could do we could do a podcast like from our hotel every day and be like, you wouldn't believe what trash bob trash bag Bob did today. Seven yeah, huh? B. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sweet 130 over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we better go do a crime now. Are you ready? Yeah, but you need to, we need to thank a Patreon. Oh, yes, we have a new closet sister, Donna. Thank you so much for your support over on Patreon. Welcome in. We hope you enjoy. Yes, thank you. Now I'm ready for crime. All right, here we go. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Okay, my friends. I just told Christy, welcome back to my channel. Every time you uh, say that, that's what I think of. I'm like, <laughs> we're stealing a tagline. <laughs> oh, it's true. Well, it's not a tagline. <laughs> oh, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's like an intro line. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not stealing it. It's not what we mm-hmm. say. No. Mm-mm. Well, this case is very gnarly. I just was telling Christy this. And Man. I did this a couple weeks ago. I also was telling her, now I'm having to relive it. <laughs> I haven't looked back in a while. There's a lot of weird things about this case. I doubt that you've heard of it. Okay. I will be surprised if you have. However, I honestly have no idea how we've not heard of this. Really? Because it's like that crazy. That It's definitely one where you would read the headline or see the trailer or see the Dateline commercial and be like, oh my gosh, I'm definitely watching that. What the heck? Okay. I never had. This right. case came to us by way of Leah R, not my sister, Leah, another Leah that we love, who is a closet sister, but just not yes. my actual sister. Right, right, right. Um, so thank you, Leah, for suggesting it. Um, sadly, this is going to be one of those cases that we talk more about the murderer than the victims. Uh, all right. But I'm going to do my best to balance that out. Anyway, but it just is what it is. So Mm -hmm. if you don't like those cases, then you just need to know. Today we are going to rural Oregon. Rural? That's a hard word. Rural. It's an impossible (laughs) word. Mm -hmm. And this is the case of Susan Monica. Yep. Don't know that name. Okay. Susan Monica was born on July 8th of 1948 in California. This makes her a cancer. And yes, okay. she is. She's a daggone cancer. <laughs> Susan Monica was actually born Stephen Buchanan. Oh, okay. I don't know at all anything about how she grew up, what her child life, like who her parents were. Did she have siblings? I have no idea. Didn't right. care to look into it, to be honest. I was like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to delve into stuff, it's not going to be about her. I do know that she spent some time in the U.S. Navy and fought in the Vietnam War, and that she was honorably discharged. Okay. 
After she was discharged from the Navy, Susan Monica transitioned into a female and began living her true identity as a woman and apparently changed her name to Susan Monica. Right. Which two first names just crack me up. I don't know why. It just makes me, I don't know why. I feel like you have to say Susan Monica. Like calling her Susan seems odd to me. So, but Monica's her last name? Yeah. Susan Monica is her name. Okay. Yeah, Monica but so I and, okay. and she just doesn't look like a Susan. Right. But a Susan Monica. <laughs> so I have a hard time calling her Susan. <laughs> like I tried to write Susan in my notes and was like, who is Susan? Susan Monica. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. So, so Susan Monica was very smart, and she began a successful engineering career after she served in the military. Mm-hmm. She worked on submarines in San Francisco, but decided after a few years, quite a few years, that she wanted a quieter life. Mm-hmm. So in 1991, she bought a 20-acre farm in Weimar, Oregon. Oh. So Where's Weimar... That? It's in Oregon. I am going to tell you. I will not leave this out ever again because I always get asked. Okay. It's an unincorporated town. It's on the bottom left corner of Oregon. See how Oregon's kind of a box? Okay. So southwest. Okay. Like in the corner. It's just outside of Rogue River, Oregon. Okay. When she first purchased the farm, it was undeveloped woods. But she slowly began building barns and buildings and getting equipment. However, she lived in a shack with no electricity. So she was very off the grid. When she said quieter life, she was not kidding. She was like, I'm going to Oregon and living off the grid. Mm -hmm. Because I'm Susan Monica. (laughs) So she started her own company called White Queen's Construction. That she ran from her farm. So she made and sold iron fencing. Mm-hmm. Well, steel products and iron in general, but like fencing was the biggest thing. You know, the fences that have like the designs in them? Like you can mm-hmm. get a fence a gate with a cow on it or a yeah. tractor. Okay. She made those. Okay. And sold okay. them. And they were very beautiful, actually. Her designs were really – like, she was very good. She was an engineer. So mm-hmm. she's an extremely smart person. Right, yeah. So she she started this company. It did well. It was successful. They were really pretty. And then she also ran her farm where she raised chickens and she had a herd of pigs on her farm, too. And then okay. she ran this business from it. So because she had a lot going on with this company and her farm – she would frequently hire handymen to help her out on her property to like help her build these barns or help her with working with the iron and steel or help her mm-hmm. with the pigs or just, you know, just help in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she's one person and she has a lot of things. So a lot of the time she would allow these men that she hired to stay on her property with her. So they would either live in one of the barns or one of the buildings or like a trailer or something. So they were off the grid. It was like a lifestyle for them as well. Mm -hmm. Now, 
And it was like a perk of working for her. It's like, well, you can live here. You have a she place to work stay. For me, yeah. you can live here. Mm-hmm. Right. So Susan Monica. <laughs> she, Sorry, every time you get it's every I know. Because it's I'm, your face. You're like, Susan Monica. Yes. <laughs> it's a serious <laughs> name. She was not – she was a serious person. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not super warm and fuzzy. She was mm-hmm. not, not – not one southern bone in her body. Okay. I guarantee it. She is described as a hardworking country woman who liked to be alone, live off the grid, and that she's really freaking weird. Okay. Like, basically. She was known to have a bad temper. She was known to yell at her employees and just be, like, pretty unpleasant in general. I watched a very lengthy police interview. I think I told you this. It was, like, Mm -hmm. four hours or something. And well, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't watch it, but I saw it. You know how like if we're logged in as crimes and closets on like Google, mm-hmm. if you go yeah. into YouTube, mm-hmm. you can see whatever what we've watched. Right. So you I saw did Susan Monica? I saw I saw I saw a bit because I was like, what is that? Oh, this is the three or four hour interview. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of glad you saw it because you'll know then what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she just she's very odd, super smart. Really mm-hmm. smart, but just well, she's an engineer. I mean, so yeah, you got to be smart to be an engineer. She's really smart, right. yeah. and she was in the navy. I mean, like super smart lady has this business, has this farm, like, but just yeah, just just odd. Okay, so in 2013, Susan Monica responded to a handyman ad on Craigslist. Okay, she hired a 56 year old man named Robert Haney to come and work on her farm as a laborer and a carpenter and just a handyman in general. She wanted Robert to help build her a house from the ground up. So remember she was just living in like this little shack Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with no electricity. And she was like, I'm going to build myself a house. So she hired Robert to do it. So Robert was very talented carpenter and he agreed to do this and also decided to live on the farm. Right. So he was paid in cash and he moved to the farm and he brought a camper with him. And him and his dog moved into the camper mm-hmm. and started working. Okay, so Robert was born on June 26 of 1957. He is described as being a very quiet and reserved man and that he had been a hard worker all his life. He struggled socially and dropped out of high school. But he was very skilled in plumbing and construction and carpentry. He had been married before and he had five children. And after he and the children's mother divorced, Robert actually raised all five children by himself in Medford, Oregon. Okay. So single dad, hard worker, quiet, gentle man. Once all of his children were grown, he decided that he wanted to do something different. So he put an ad in Craigslist. And when Susan Monica reached out to him, he was like, you know what? I don't have any kids at home anymore. So he decided he was going to buy a camper, move out to the farm with his dog, do work that he loved, and just live in like a quiet, out-of-the-way place. Mm -hmm. So he still was very close with his children, and he talked to at least one of them like every week or so. Okay. Again, he really liked living off the grid, peace and quiet. He was happy. So in December of 2013, 
Robert's kids realized that none of them had heard from their dad in a couple months. Mm -hmm. So I think what the situation was is like, so he has five kids, right? And Mm -hmm. he would touch base with one of the five like every week or 10 days or so. And then like in the next week or so, he would call another one Mm -hmm. and then another one. So it wasn't abnormal for like one particular kid to not hear from him for a month or two. Right. Okay. But someone had. Right. One of the other siblings had heard from him. Okay. So can I I say something? What? Real quick. I'm just saying it now because I want to like put it out there in the world. I'm getting vibes from another case that we've covered. Really? On this. But like. I think I know who you're talking about. Modern. Old Tommy case. Modern day vibes. Okay. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yep. Your vibe is not totally incorrect. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. So the kids come together. It's Christmas, you know, December, Christmas time, whatever. And they're like, hey, have you heard from dad? Actually, no, I haven't. Have you? No, I haven't. So they realized that nobody had actually heard from him since like September. Mm -hmm. So they go out to Sousa Monica's Mm -hmm. to check on their dad. When they got there, she told them that she had not seen Robert since he quit back in September. Mm. She said that he had left and abandoned all his things and his dog, which was very odd because he never went anywhere without his dog. Right. Okay. Susan Monica told Robert's kids that they needed to get his stuff. Like, I haven't seen him. I don't know where he is. There's his camper. Please mm-hmm. get it off my property. Like, get it, take his stuff. So they found Robert's camper and it looked like he had planned on coming back. Like, there was old food. His jacket, like he had this leather jacket that he loved. It was there. All his tools were left behind, which he would never have done because like carpentry work and construction were like his life and he loved it. And his tools meant a lot. He took care of his things. And so that was weird. So they immediately sensed that something was wrong and filed a missing persons report. Police go out to the farm. They talk to Susan Monica. They take a look around And they describe this place as being like the twilight zone. Okay. Like they said there was trash everywhere, clutter. There were like abandoned vehicles, just like metal, debris. There was all these like makeshift structures out there that were just full Mm -hmm. of junk. It was like a junkyard. Like very – like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Wrong Turn, but that's what it reminds me oh, of. Oh, I haven't. But- okay. It's like real creepy and backwoods nefarious things. Mm-hmm. Susan Monica told police that Robert had worked for her for about six months. And she said that in the fall of 2013, Robert got a phone call from a family member saying that they had been a victim of sexual assault. And this really upset him. She said he began to drink heavily and was acting erratically. And in September of 2013, Robert told her that he was going to take care of the problem. He gave her some cash and asked her to take care of his dog while he was gone. And then he got in a white car with another man that she didn't know and never came back. Quite the story. Well, so apparently this this assault was actually true. It had happened. Okay. And it did upset him. Like the family corroborated that they were aware of that, Mm -hmm. but had no information about him taking care of the problem or any of that kind of stuff. Okay. The drinking or any of that. Okay. So police are trying to track down Robert's last known movements 
And again, he was off the grid. He didn't have credit cards. He didn't have a bank account, but he did have an EBT card, which do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you don't know, it's like used for government assistance. So mm-hmm. it used to be food stamps. Right. But the but it took the place of food stamps. So it's like a debit card, but it essentially gives you the same thing as food stamps. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, in Oregon, they're called Oregon Trail Cards. Stop it. <laughs> I know. Do you remember that game? That's Did like aging us. Diphtheria or diphtheria. <laughs> yeah. Elements. It was the elements. <laughs> okay. If you don't know what we're talking about, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> so police tracked down the records for that EBT card and they found that it was used in December of 2013 at a Walmart 25 miles from Susan Monica's farm. So Susan Monica said he's been gone since September and the right. kids haven't heard from him since September, but it was used in December. So police obtained the CCTV surveillance from that Walmart and found that it was actually Susan Monica who had used Robert's card. Oh. So that's fraud. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it also makes her whole Robert story suspicious. Right. right. So a search warrant was issued for the farm and Susan was brought in for questioning. See, I said Susan and it didn't sound right. I, I just mean, want to try it. It sounded okay to me, but oh. I don't understand why for you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. <laughs> okay. Dozens of investigators go out on the farm and search the property. There is footage of this that you can watch. And let me tell you, that farm is something else. It is something else. <laughs> Police were shocked by the squalor and the living conditions and like – the pigs and chickens everywhere and just the there's like piles of rotting garbage and food and like industrial waste and it's just gross but nothing would prepare investigators for what they found when they walked around the barn and saw a human leg stop with the foot gross laying near a pond just laying there So back at the station, the investigators are interviewing Susan Monica and their phone rings and they get this phone call like, hi, this is Sergeant uh, Beth and we have a leg. So their line of questioning changes a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they Mm -hmm. pivot. Okay. So they straight up tell Susan Monica, hey, so we found a leg. And at first she acts very confused. And it says just no idea why there would be a leg. But eventually, she began telling a new story of what mm-hmm. really happened to Robert. Mm-hmm. She claimed that sometime in September of 2013, she found her pigs in a feeding frenzy. And as she approached them, she realized that they were actually eating Robert. She said he was laying in the pig pen. Okay, I'm quoting this. I'm so sorry. This is graphic. With his guts all over the place. But that he was still alive. Uh, I'm speechless. I'm sorry, because I'm not aware that typical pigs, like, just 
attack humans. Yeah, I don't know what kind of vampire pigs she had on her farm, but um, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, no, I know, I know, we know that they'll eat meat. Well, yeah, but if he's still alive, he's yes, yeah, right. Okay, so okay. okay, um, this is just what she's telling them. So she said she couldn't stop the pigs from eating him alive, so she got her gun and shot him in the head to put him out of his misery. Okay. So she's saying, look, this, I would do this for my animals. He was suffering. I couldn't stop it. He was going to die. I, right, so I, right, I helped right. him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but then Susan Monica tells investigators that after she shot him, she left his body in the pig pen for several days so that the pigs could get their fill, even removing his clothing. So it would make them easier for him. What? What? It's not normal, Susan, Monica. No, no, not at all. She then gathered up what was left of his remains and put them in garbage bags beside one of her barns. And that apparently an animal must have gotten into one of those bags and dragged the leg. And so that's how police found it. Oh, my word. No, that's not a typical... Human response. She claimed that she knew hiding Robert's death was wrong, but that she didn't report it to police because she was afraid that they would kill her pigs. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be afraid of my pigs. Like, if this well, were true, I would be like, put the pigs down. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to eat you, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. If exactly. that story is true, which obviously, I mean... Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's just Monica. Okay. In- Monica. Investigators told her that her farm was now a crime scene and that every inch of it was going to be searched. And so they asked her, look, what else are we going to find? Right. You like, got just anything tell else us. to hide? Just yeah. go mm-hmm. ahead and tell. We're going to find it. So just tell us. We're going to mm-hmm. tear it up. Right. So she eventually broke down and asked for a pen and some paper And she drew a map of her property and then marked a spot with an X. And she told them that that is where they would find Steve. Okay. So investigators are like, who is Steve? Susan Monica. Uh So Stephen Delicino was a 59-year-old man who had worked as a handyman on her farm in 2012. I don't think that Steve lived on the farm. It was reported that he lived on a neighboring property. Okay. But he worked for her. Steve is described by his daughter as being hard a hard worker, but that he was a loner and he lived a very transient life mm-hmm. and wasn't super involved with his family. So his daughter said that Steve was like a wanderer and that it wasn't odd for years to go by with no one hearing from him. Okay. So unfortunately that is why now over a year has gone by and no one really knows where he is and no one's heard from him. Sadly, that's all I know about Steve. Okay. But I did watch an interview with his daughter and she was very lovely. So if he was anything like her, then Mm -hmm. I'm sure he was awesome. So, Susan Monica claimed that in the summer of 2012, two of her guns had gone missing and that she found them in Steve's belongings. 
She said she confronted Steve and the two of them got in a wrestling match. And during the fight, one of the guns went off and Steve was accidentally shot in the back of the head. I'm sorry. But (laughs) the shot, she's, she's a creative lady. Yes. We got into a wrestling match. We did. They did. The shot did not kill Steve and he got up and was coming after her. And so she grabbed the gun, one of the guns, and shot him again in the head in self-defense. Okay. So now these two men have died on her property and she does not think of calling the police. No, no. She actually feeds Steve's body to her pigs. Oh. And later buried what was left of Steve's remains in the spot that she had marked with the X on the map. Okay. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm like, it's, ins- it's insane. This isn't is amazing. It? This is amazing. Okay. It's the craziest story. Is there story. more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Investigators asked her if there was anyone else's remains on her property, and she said something like 17, and that she would spend the rest of her life in jail. Take a drink. Oh, after. Well, yeah, you are. Susan. <laughs> Suzanne, whatever. Susan Monica. How could you forget her name? I always have trouble when I've only said it 962 times. I know, I know. I always have trouble with that. Suzanne or Susan. I got that. Oh, Susan Monica. She was arrested on January 14th of 2014. She was charged with two counts of first degree murder, one count of first degree abuse of a corpse, and one count of identity theft. For the Oregon trail card. She pled not guilty. Okay. Over the next few weeks, the farm was searched intensively. Mm -hmm. The remains of Robert Haney were found and identified in the garbage bags where she said they would be. And the remains of Steve Delacino were also found and identified right where that X was. Okay. Both men had multiple gunshot wounds to their heads. And their remains had evidence of animal activity. Mm. like something had been chewing on their bones. Oh my gosh. It was also speculated that Robert's legs or that one leg had been removed with what appeared to be an ax. Oh, but they don't know if it happened pre or post mortem. My goodness gracious. Okay. Searchers dug over 100 holes on the property looking for more remains. They had dogs come out, uh, radar, was used like this Mm -hmm. ground penetrating. Okay. No additional human remains were ever found on Susan Monica's property. Although they did find a lot of personal belongings that were clearly not hers, including a very large pile of men's shoes in various sizes. Well, that's creepy, right? That is creepy. Yes. Various sizes. Neighbors and former employees of Susan Monica were interviewed, and all of them confirmed that men were always coming and going on her farm. They would be there one day, gone the next. She would say they quit, whatever. She screamed at all of them. She fought with them constantly. She's like a total weirdo. Although investigators still believe that Susan Monica killed more people, no evidence of that was ever found. And all of the investigators say that this case haunts them still to this day because they know that she 
like killed a bunch of people and fed them to her pigs. Okay. Susan Monica went on trial in April of 2015. She demanded to participate in her own defense, acting as her own attorney. She questioned witnesses and presented evidence. There's a lot of theatrics. I watched footage of this trial. And also, she looks wildly different oh. in court than she does in her interrogation videos. She's like super skinny, short blonde hair, tons of makeup. Like it's crazy. You hmm. would never know it was the same person. Like I was like, wait, I thought this, I thought this was Susan Monica. She just looks so different. It's insane. Huh. I'll try to post some photos. Okay. So she claimed that she shot Steve Delacino in self-defense because he was coming after her. Mm-hmm. And she claimed that she shot Robert Haney in a mercy killing. And that she pro- she should not have fed them to the pigs. So sorry about that. The police uh, interviews were played at her trial. And in those videos, Susan Monica is quoted as saying, I do not value human life very much. The only thing wrong with the planet is there's people on it. Her trial lasted six days. It took the jury one hour to deliberate and convict her on all charges. She was sentenced to two consecutive 25-year sentences, so totaling 25 years in prison. She's currently 74 years old and is incarcerated at Coffee Creek Correctional Facility in Wilsonville, Oregon. And that is the case of Susan Monica. Oh, my word. And I will go back and say, Belle Gunness. Yes. <laughs> she hired no scrubs. Yeah. Yes. I remember that case. And people would write her letters. Like she'd write letters with them and they'd come and work on her farm and they'd give her all of her mo- all of their money and then yeah. they wouldn't ever be heard from again. And she was feeding them to her pigs too. And didn't she bury some of them in her pig pen or under her pig pen yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is like modern day. Bill Gunness. Susa Monica. <laughs> Holy shnikes. I had no idea when I took this suggestion and was like, picked the case. I'm like, all right, let's see what this one's about. Googled it and was like, why, why have I never heard of this? For real. Like, and I knew you had never heard of it either. I don't know how I knew that, but I did. And I just can't believe it. I can't. I can't. There's a snapped. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a snapped, which we all know. I am well-versed in snaps. I have never heard of this. When was the snapped done? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have it. Written. I have the link to it, but it doesn't say. Right. Right. Wow. 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 That's all yeah. I have to say. Well, wow. I know. I know. I. I will be posting pictures. For sure, of like, arrest versus trial. You won't well, believe you it. This again. I'm sorry. Uh, the trial, or the murders. Any of it. Well, her first murder was 2012. <laughs> okay. She yeah, was arrested okay. in 2014. Trial 2015. Wow. 
Yeah. But like, who knows how long she was killing people? She had lived on that property since 1991. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really hope I, that's why I was asking when it was, because I'm like, are they still looking for people on that property or has that property been sold? And now they're just like, eh, we'll never know. Because I'm like, if they've killed a bunch of, if she killed several people, then there's She said 17 there. or something like 17. Okay. So then there's like 15 or so people out there that have no idea what happened to their loved one that could be on, right? have been eaten by her pig. So. Well, and the only, so, so like Stephen Delacino, the one who like would go years and years and not talk to his family. The only way that the family knew that this had happened to him was because his, she, she confessed. Right. And right. his remains were identified and found. So it may have been that it's just, there's people that have family members that they went years and years without hearing from. And they had no idea that they came in contact with that farm. Right. And, and, and the vampire pigs. That's amazing. Vampire is not the right word. I don't no. know what you would call pigs that eat people. Well, <laughs> I feel like there's not a word for that. <laughs> yeah. I, no, they shouldn't be eating people. And now I'm wondering like, if they had the taste of human, it's like the shark, <laughs> the rogue shark, the rogue pigs. There you Would go. they just attack a human to get oh. right? Because she fed Steve Delacino to the pigs right. in 2012. And then the whole thing happened with allegedly Robert Haney in 2013. Right. right. I don't think she's telling the truth. I, I don't believe Susan Monica. No. I don't no, think her pigs attacked him. I do not. No, they did not. They did not. She killed him and then fed him to them. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks, Leah. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Leah. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy freaking Monday. Oh my gosh. That was... Go eat some for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Mm, no, thanks. Okay. <laughs> What makes you pause to think like when you're eating your bacon, what has your bacon eaten? I got to go. I I know. Did we just become vegans right now? (laughs) Yes. I have not eaten anything today and I think I'm just going to go have some oatmeal or something. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's an insane case. It's so sad for these men and these families and like they seem like lovely men, really, honestly. They just were trying to mind their business and work. Right. She's yeah. a monster. Monster. She is a monster. And I, I would really, really like to know your thoughts on this, everyone. Because <laughs> I I know that we've done clearly Bell Gunness, and that was like probably unbelievable for that time. But it's like, uh, it happened again. Yeah. <laughs> In twenty twelve. Yes. People, possibly earlier, but it was still occurring in 2012 and 2013. In our lifetime, it happened. In our lifetime. In my children's lifetime. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just weird. Please let us know uh, what you think about that. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Go check us out on Patreon. We've got some doozies over there, too. Uh, uh, I know. I'm, I'm at a loss. You have me like literally not even knowing what to say at this point. That's okay. We've said enough. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. Come check us out on Patreon. Come over to Instagram. Let us know what you think. 
share us with your family and friends. And just always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. Hey, creepy people. This is PNW Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing, as well as lesser-known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel 13 as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Have Have a a creepy-ass day!